So, welcome to episode 35 of I Just Bought a Football Club. The show that gets you behind the scenes, takes you behind the scenes of football, running, a, in my case, a non-league football club, but also talks to various um, owners and CEOs and uh, chairmen of league clubs, or non-league clubs, you know, the whole range, and gives you a real idea of what's going on and what it's like to, to, to own, stroke, run a football club. And if this podcast doesn't put you off, then nothing will. But anyway, you'll get the idea. We try and look at it from all angles and we try and bring you some news and some updates where we think it's applicable. And, you know, slight apologies for having such a long delay between podcasts. And that's really been down to the fact that work for me has been full on with the National League's um, you know, rules recently and the, the way clubs are continuing and not continuing. The various votes that are going on, I have literally been flat out every day morning. I wake up in the morning with the situation about my club, Kings Lynn, in my head, and I go to bed um, thinking with the same thoughts. And uh, yeah, it's just relentless coming at you continually. So that's what's been the problem. And I apologise, therefore, for my inadequacies on this podcast and having keeping you up to date completely. But equally, there hasn't been an awful lot. It's a lot of it's been conjecture and um, thoughts and you know my ideas but not really enough to to run a podcast on but but there are a lot of issues we do need to to bring out to the fore now and today we, we've got uh, the owner and chairman of Dover Football Club also uh, the ex-board member um, he resigned recently from the National League board and I don't know how many years he was on it for but quite a while uh, Jim Parmenta who is currently about to join us which I'm delighted about and Jim um, will, obviously, he has decided and taken the very bold step, and I believe the necessary one and the right one for his football club, not to play any more games this season. Well, until there are grants available and there are ways of him being able to afford to play. So we're going to cover his situation, understand why he's taken those steps. And then I think what I'll do is probably... Um, get Mark Hurl on just to, or maybe I won't maybe I'll just do it myself it depends on timing and how we get on but what I want to do is just go through the because there's lots of you know informed guessing in some in some places but there are but there are so many different alleyways when you can open up one it, it it's like going into a rabbit's warren and not that we've gone into too many but you get the idea if you go into one you send a ferret down a, a rabbit's warren it can go in very many different paths and then something pops up at a different end which you haven't even discovered and it's a little bit like that um with regards to the national league um for example one can take a loan um which you, you won't no one no football club's going to get grants they're all going to get loans uh in step one and when when the loan comes out of course you're not technically, as far as far as I understand it, actually allowed to take that loan by the National League's own rules. You're only allowed to take unsecured lending. Now, we got sent an, an email by the National League on Saturday, which said that if we were to take any loans, we must inform them. And I sent an email back asking the CEO, Mark Ives, does this mean we're allowed to take the loans, yes or no? And, of course, I haven't had a response to it. It's a very simple email to get back. You know, yes, Steve, you can, or no, Steve, you can't. But the problem is he's probably in a no-win situation as well because I don't think you can take loans. I just don't think you're allowed to do it um, by the National League's own rules. It's one of the questions I've got to ask Jim. So the point is, there are some clubs that have voted to continue the season on the basis that they think it's it's OK to borrow money for their football club and get the league finished and over the line. But they did it on the assumption that they were going to get loans. If those loans are now illegal and they can't take them, will they? would they have still have... 
uh, made that decision. My guess is they wouldn't. Um, but that but that's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, there's stuff going on behind the scenes between the uh, Sport England, the DCMS, and the National League, and a little bit with the FA who are all rattling around each other's cages. And, of course, we've also got the situation with the National League North and the National League South threatening to sue the National League, 19 clubs who wanted to continue. Now, I don't think they've got a chance in terms of the actual resolutions being wrong. I think the resolutions were done properly. And if you did have a problem with the resolution, the time to have done it was before you voted, not after you voted. Because once you've voted, you've accepted the terms of the vote by entering into that vote. That's my view of it. And that's what you know I understand to be correct. So for the National League to... Um, I don't think they've got too much of a problem with that. Now, there is then the moral scenario. Should football clubs... Oh, we are a, a place short in the National League... I understand they are looking for four places out of 19. I don't think they're going to get four. Um, I'm, you know, it will come down a lot to the FA, but let's talk about that later on. But, but you know, I don't want to preempt all of Jim's answers. So let's see what he has to say about it. But it's a, it's a very interesting um, uh, point or two. So there's lots of different aspects. As always, clubs are looking after themselves first, but you get it. It's what clubs do and it's OK, I guess, to a point. But equally... From my view is that we need to get all clubs over the line to the end of the season. No one should be going bust and no one should be put in a situation where by playing they force their clubs. Because don't forget, everyone will get given a loan. It won't be a difficulty getting the loan. The problem's going to be, A, if you can take it and B, if you can take it, you're going to have to put in 20 years worth of debt of, of repayments. And it's not on the, it won't be on me to put it in blunt terms. It will be on Kingston Football Club. And that's the problem. My my duty is always, am I making this decision in the best interest of Kings in Town Football Club? And the answer to that question by taking it over is probably not. Well, at least it would be for a stadium improvement or a capital project grant, but just to get through to the end of a season, and this is no disrespect to our players who I think are doing a magnificent job in the very difficult times that we find ourselves through, but to borrow money is just to pay the bills. Is clearly, you know, if that if that had been told to us at the beginning of the season, would you like to kick the ground off and kick the season off, Mister Cleave? And in return for that, what we're going to do? You've got to borrow all the money, and you're going to be paying it back for the next twenty years. How do you feel about that? I would have said not very well, thank you very much, and I wouldn't have started the season. But we are now in this in this in this crazy situation. Anyway, we'll get Jim on, and after we've got him on, I will be back for more either alone or with Mark Hurl to run you through a few pointers. Anyway, um, any questions? By the way, just ask them to me. It's very easy to do so. There's a link on the description, uh, show description. You can leave it, therefore, via voicemail. You can also leave me an audio message um, You could by doing that. So you can also send me an email, chairman at kltown.co.uk. If you haven't got that, you can go to my Twitter account and you can just DM me. I, I allow anyone to DM me until they annoy me um, hugely, and then I'll block you, but it's only if you're uh, abusive. If you're not abusive, I'm always happy to have the conversation. And... Um, that's it. So let's get, let's get, um, feel free to ask any questions you wish to. And please, one quick request from me to you. If you like the podcast, if you enjoy it, give it five stars. It helps me get other guests on and it helps us grow the podcast and grow its reach. It also gives me a real incentive because there's no financial benefit for me to do this. It, it just gives me a real incentive to do it. Uh, I know lots of other podcasts which are around this have lots of adverts. We don't have adverts. I can't stand adverts. Drive me crazy. Don't want to do that. Um, what I want to do is keep you um, all um, happy and, um, and and I would like to do it a lot more regularly than I am and I will endeavour to do so. But by giving me five stars 
or giving me some encouragement that does put me in the mood to do it far more than when I don't get anything just being human I guess anyway let's get Jim on speak soon Hi, Jim welcome good morning morning to you thank you for joining us how are you I'm all right thank you let me just get my volume up a bit if I can of course, and I'll, I'll turn mine up full blast. There you go. Hopefully, it's as full as far as it goes. Um, I can yeah. hear you well. I can hear you well. How you, how's, your, how's your weekend been, Jim? Not bad. Not bad. Footballless, but yeah, of course. Well, that's that. So is ours, of course. <laughs> we were meant to be playing each other, weren't we? Sam? Sorry, mate. So, I just missed that. I'm just uh, just sorting myself out. Carry on. Yeah. I say uh, ours was also footballless, of course, because we were meant yeah. to be playing each other. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but tell me, Jim, I mean, overall, you've had a very good response from people, haven't you? No one's really attacked your decision for, for stopping, as far as I can see. They've all been very supportive. Yeah, everybody's been. I mean, certainly our supporters and our town have been very supportive. Um, you know, various um, financial people that we use for advice have said it was the only thing you could do sensibly. Um, and generally in football, you know, even from Premier Club supporters, I had one message from a Man City supporter saying that, uh, You've done the right thing, and et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, great, great support. No, good. Well, you deserve it because it's, it's 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 very bold, and especially for you because you were you've been a board member for some years, haven't you? The National League. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, six years. I've been. I was on the board for yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, you, did you feel you had to resign before stopping playing because it made your position on the board untenable, or did you just resign from the board because you found it difficult to agree with what they were doing, or was it a mixture of the two? Both of those reasons, Stephen. Really, um, you know, I was, I, I could, I, I was trying to um, make points in the board, and and I think, I think, frankly, they were not fully on deaf ears, but I don't think anybody wanted to take up the uh, the difficulties that were coming. And uh, obviously, as as part of that board, you you have to, you can't speak out against it if you're a member. So, and mm. against it's the wrong term, but you can't say what you mean if it's not quite in line with what the board is saying. So. Uh, for those two reasons, I felt that the only right thing to do was to resign and, and look after my club. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. And the let, let's just um, quickly understand this. I'm a bit baffled. They're, they're, what, what the league are wanting us to do yeah. is, is go to the, the, the sport, sport England and take a loan because no one's going to get any grants, as far as I understand it. For, yeah. for sport England. But, they, but if you take a loan... That's in breach of the of the rules of, of, of the National League. You can't take a secured loan. They sent a very odd email out on Saturday, which I, I couldn't understand if that, that was saying we were allowed to do it or not allowed to do it. And I sent an email asking that question, but haven't had a response. What, what's your take on, on all that? The rules are very clear. Um, if, if you, you can only take a loan under certain circumstances and if they're allowed by a, a committee. And if you do take a loan, that loan has to be subordinate to all other debt and the costs of that loan need to be subordinate to all other debt and there's no way that a loan from the government can be subordinate to all debt right so basically it's a non-starter isn't it hmm? well in my view i mean they can't change i think the problem that the national league have got and i'm not knocking the national league on this this is the fact i believe is they can't change their rules without an agm mm -hmm. so they'd have to go to an agm or an egm to change the rules and i'm not sure they would get um, a rule change through uh, on this basis. I mean, you've got to remember that the National League is the one that spearheaded the financial diligence and the, and the good financial practice for years. And, and you know, the, the, there was no statutory tax debt for years. Insolvencies were very rare in the National League uh, for years. And, and, and it, you know, everybody received a lot of praise for it. 
and it just seems to me to be um, uh, against everything that the league have done so well for so long to then encourage so many clubs to take very large loans that will, will saddle them with debt and, and are in breach of the rules. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I agree because being custodians of the football clubs, as we both are, uh, our respective clubs, what is not really going to affect you and me. It's going to affect the, the football clubs for years to come. Yeah, and I, I think one of the big problems with this loan situation is that against grant vis-a-vis grants is DCMS. Uh, they don't know anything about running football clubs, right? Um, Sport England. They don't. They don't. They have somebody from a bank or something looking at the, the applications, and they don't realise just because you know, for example, I invested half a million in my club last year mm. to to get it through COVID and, and so on. Just because I did that last year, they've, they've assumed that you can do that for the next 10 or 20 years. And of course, you know as well as I do, that isn't how it works. You know, no. it's just football clubs have to stand on their own two feet. And, and yeah. you know, it's very clear that we would never have started the season had we known that there weren't grant funding. Because it's obvious, it was obvious in August, it was obvious in October, that unless we could get things back to normal, football wasn't viable at our level. And, and I think that's no. the point everybody's missing. Exactly. And really, it goes completely against the whole of what the non-league, the whole of the, the National League have been telling us to do. Be prudent. Don't don't bet the club. Don't take money out you can't afford to pay, but et cetera, et cetera. What they're really doing is the complete opposite of that. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it, yes, I think, I think they've been, I'm not sure the National League are doing it as such because they've been forced into it, really. Uh, because the, the money's gone to Sport England. Sport England have made this decision that funding will only be available in loans. That's not the National League's decision, that's Sport England's no, decision. Sure. So, so sure. they're now in this position where we started the season. Uh, everybody thought, including the, the National League, to be fair to them, that we were going to get grants. All of a sudden, only uh, loans are available. They, they need to continue because 13 clubs have voted to continue. Um, sure. How else do they do it? They have to encourage clubs to take loans. And the, the irony is that a majority of the, the 13 clubs that voted to continue don't need loans. It's the seven no. that voted to stop that need the loans and they can't afford to take the loans. So I think that's the irony of it all. Yeah, that is the problem. So, I mean, I think the best way is for the, those clubs that can afford it to pay for, the, pay for those clubs that can't. <laughs> but well, they won't, they won't do they that. Won't do that. I, mean, the, the option for, I mean, the option for them is, is to accept that there are clubs that can't afford it under the circumstances and say, sure. and say OK, we can, um, we, can, we can finish the league with 13 or 14 clubs or 12 clubs or whatever it is. With Wrexham, I think it's 14. Um, We'll we'll expunge the results of the other seven. Um, We'll allow them to stand down until next season. Uh, There'll be no relegation because South and North are finished. We'll play to conclusion with those 14 clubs and we'll decide promotion to the Football League like that. Uh, I mean, for me, that seems to be the sensible option rather than forcing clubs into dire financial difficulties uh, for no reason, really, for those clubs. Yeah, but there, are, there may be some clubs, of course, that have voted to continue on the basis that they thought they were going to get a loan. Yeah. And now, of course, they might not be able to take that loan, so they may not have wanted to continue. So there might be a few extras on those seven, would join the seven, potentially. I think potentially you're right. I, 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 you know, I, I certainly... <laughs> uh, I think it will bring problems in the future. I don't think the league will take action against anybody that takes a loan at the moment. Uh, no. But, of course, um, that may give them problems in the future when those loans are defaulted on. <laughs> and uh, or potentially they're defaulted on. So, yeah, I think the league have got a problem. Uh, you know, I, I do feel for them. Um, 
But um, we are where we are, and we, we we've got to look, you know we've got to accept there are clubs, at least seven clubs, that can't afford to continue. Yeah, no, I agree. Let's just take the league. Let's say they're not. At, let's say they're not say not at fault, but let's just say for now that we 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 have some sympathy with their situation. We empathize empathize with their situation. Why are they still? They, they've charged you yeah, yeah. for not fulfilling the fixture. I guess that's going to come up that charge next month, is it? Yeah, yeah. where you're going to have to answer it. Why don't they take points deductions and relegation as a punishment off the table? Because that's something they can do, surely. Yeah? So that at least that's one thing they they have in their power. Well, look, they haven't. They've, again, they've got a problem because because it's it's sort of it's counterintuitive. They've got they've got one rule which says you can't take loans under these circumstances. They've got another rule which says if you don't play a match without just cause, then you then you're liable to be charged with punishments that, that you know exceed uh, everything we could think of. So, in a sense, they've got to apply that rule. So, if they've got to apply that rule, they've got to apply the loan rule. Um, mm -hmm. So, they're applying the rule, but they haven't actually uh, put any sanctions on anybody yet. And, and I'm not sure um, there's a will in the league to do that. Right. So, what do you think is going to happen to you when you go in front of this independent committee, which is what it is? Yeah. Um, well, you never know, do you, in football? Um, I, firstly, I don't think we'll go. Uh, I've, I've asked them to consider, uh, you know, take all previous into account, as it were, because we know we're not going to be completing fixtures until we get a grant, which looks unlikely now. So, you know, we could potentially have 30 charges against us, or whatever it is, 25 or whatever it is. So, so I've asked them to to consider that we we deal with that all in one go, because you know it's not that I'm playing games and that I can play and I'm, I'm, I'm going to play. If I don't get grant funding, I can't afford to play because I'll be insolvent now. In my view, that's just cause on the basis that the grant funding that was promised didn't arrive. That's not the club's fault. That's not my fault. No, sure. So what's going to happen then? Are you, do you think they're going to, you've got no idea what they're going to, the outcome of that's going to be? Or do you think the league are going to say, go softly on the fault? I don't think the league, honestly, I don't think there's any will in the league to, to you know, punish anybody more than they have to. But I do think that they're, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're out to destroy clubs. I just think they're in a difficult position. I think they've got themselves between a rock and a hard place. They have yeah. to apply the rules, and I think that's fair enough. But if I, what I'm saying is, well, OK, apply all the rules, which includes the loan rule. Um, so, yeah. you know, and, the, you know, the, the 839 rule is very clear. It says without just cause. And, you know, if yeah. you're going to go into uh, liquidation because you haven't received promised grant money, and you can avoid that by not playing fixtures. I think that's just cause, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So you, is this something you want to do yourself? You're going to go to a lawyer to represent you? Uh, I think at this stage I'll do it myself because, um, you know, there's an appeal process. And, and, and when you get to the appeal process, um, that's when it might be necessary to get legal advice. But as I say, I don't yeah. think the league are out to destroy anybody. I think they're, they're doing the best, but they are in a mess. Yeah. Do you think clubs are waiting to see what punishment you get before they decide whether to drop out or, or not? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be made public. Certainly, I think, as I say, I think our, it'll, be, it'll be long running our, our position. Um, yeah. Because you know, unless some money comes from somewhere, we're not playing for the season. So, um, you know, our punishment will have to wait until, uh, until then. But as I, I repeat, I don't think... My take on it is, and I've no way of knowing this, that nobody's setting out to destroy anybody. I think they're just trying to do their best in 
in, in a situation where they've got a rule they've got to apply, but they realise that, you know, people are in trouble. Yeah, okay. So one thing that's been confusing to me, and maybe you can shed some light on it, is the government say that they never promised the league any board, any, any, any more grants. It was only until December. But I understand it's minuted several times in the minutes at board meeting level at the National League that they, that they were... Uh, grants were going to be forthcoming in December if COVID was still around. So, we, so are they both wrong or both right? Or is one right, one wrong? I'm very confused by that. Okay, what's what's minuted in, in the board meetings is that everybody involved in the conversation from the FA and from the National League believed that grant money would continue. That's what's minuted, right? And the, the problem is, um, I think to, to, to quote somebody who I won't name, because the money was needed quickly to start the season and clubs were desperate for money, they took what they were being told on trust and didn't get it in writing. Um, so I don't, I don't think anybody from the National League deliberately, um, or the FA, deliberately mis misled anybody. I'm, I'm sure of that. I know these guys and they're all good people. And if, they, if they're telling the board of the National League that they believe that is the case, that is what they believed. Now, the government say that, well, we didn't promise it. Well, they may not have promised it, but they, they, they certainly will have given a very heavy indication that that was going to be the case. Uh, but it isn't in writing, that's for sure. And that's the problem. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't writing, that would have resolved yeah. it. But, and the government have gone back on their words a few times to people, so there's no question about that. Um, so it could have well be in that situation. So tell me this now. The National League North, the National League South, wrongly, in my opinion, are trying to get the resolutions overturned and they're also th thinking that they should have a, a mini playoff league what what's your view on that I, the rules don't allow for it it's as simple as that <laughs> you know you can't um first of all the the um the, the vote was was uh, was cast and everybody voted uh, knowing what the outcome might be therefore the 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 outcome was accepted by the people that voted that's the first thing. And the second thing is the rules yep. of the National League and the FA and of the Pyramid don't allow for uh, mini leagues of combined leagues or, 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 or whatever. Once, you know, the competition is voted to end it, I don't see any way under the rules. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong to ask for it, OK? But, but under the rules, I don't believe it's possible to do that. OK, so you don't, you don't think that could... And do you think they could go and... Um, I mean, they're obviously threatening legal action and all sorts of other things. Obviously, the league is one space short at the moment. So would there be an argument for letting them have one one promotion or would, would the rules, just, in your view, just not even allow that to happen, even given that they're one short in the National League? At the, well, the rules don't allow for it. Uh, it's as simple as that. I mean, and, and who do you promote? You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. it, it, how do you decide that? You can't you can't have a competition that doesn't meet doesn't meet the rules of, of the FA and of the league. And, and how do you decide who to promote? You've probably got six or eight clubs you think they should be promoted, probably more. Yeah. And and, it, and then you start another round of legal action for the clubs that don't get promoted. And, and you know, legal action uh, is one of the reasons we're in this mess, legal action by clubs. Uh, I mean, let's be frank about it. Um, it's only recently in the last two years when all the problems that the clubs have started to... Um, threaten all sorts of legal action against the league and the board and the directors individually on the board. Uh, prior to that, you know, it was always the, the league ran very well, in my view, and was fair, fair and proper in what it did. Um, you know, and there is a, a strong uh, feeling that the reason that this 
grant money has not come forward is because of the fuss and the legal action and the the, the publicity that was was brought about by five clubs over the original grant applica applications or, or, mm -hmm. or, or money that was awarded. And, and you know, that's... It, it's, never, it's not been said publicly, but it's been said a lot privately. And I know that uh, it's been said from government privately that they don't want that sort of publicity again. So therefore, they're not going to get into uh, awarding grants because whatever grants you award, you're always going to get clubs that are not happy. Yeah, so we, we, what you're saying is, in some ways, some of the National League clubs bought it up. Yes, it's self-destroying. It's self, it, self uh, you know, clubs taking continuous legal threats against against the board, the members, the league, uh, is self-defeating in the end for the, for the competition. And, and you know, um, it's not right either. No, no, I agree. It's, it's ridiculous. And um, in any case, I, the National League North and the South, who are the main protagonists, I understand, of the, of the people upset about the distribution, they actually got 60%, 40%, 40 instead of 30%, which they would normally get. Anyway, is that not right? Yeah, um, so they got more than they would normally be. Uh, yeah, to... I mean, I, I think there's a, I think there's a big, it's a, it's a big question, isn't it? What, who's entitled to what? I mean, there seems to be this thought that it was only allocated as according to gate, and that absolutely was not the case. Um, certainly, the the, affili the affiliated directors didn't uh, get involved in the actual negotiations. That was done by the National League executive, the FA, and uh, DCMS Stroke Camelot. And, and uh, the, the criteria was very clear, and it, it wasn't just on gate money. It was, you know, it was said, we want 66 clubs to start the season, and we want 66 clubs to finish the season. Well, that's failed miserably, <laughs> as we can see. Mm -hmm. um, but that was the aim. So, so, that, so I, you know, I, I, I would... Listen, there could have been 20 different ways of distributing that money, and in each case, there would have been five or six or eight clubs or ten clubs that weren't happy. So, so whatever you did as a as a, a national league executive, F stroke FA, you'd never be able to do it without upsetting somebody, and that's the problem with grant grant situations, and that's probably why they're not forthcoming again. Yeah, oh, I agree. That's what I think is the case. That's what I've heard as yeah. well. Yep. So I think that is right. And um, two more questions for you yeah. before I let you go. I know you. Under strength things, a lot of a lot of people are saying, "Well, what we're going to do? We're going to furlough all our players. We're going to play our 18, 17 year olds, sixteen year olds." My view on that is that that's even worse than just you know, dropping out the league is one thing, but you're almost ruining all the integrity of the league by playing teams of completely under strength players. What what's of your? Of course, you are. You're, you're, it's credibility and, and, and integrity go out the window. I mean, are you seriously, uh, are they seriously suggesting that you, I mean, for example, we've got an under-19s in the academy, very good they are, the top in the country, they've won the national, they've done national awards twice or three times recently, but would I drag those 18, 17-year-old kids up and down the country, having not trained for two months to play people like Stockport mm. County? Um, you know, why would you, uh, and, you know, other clubs would rightly say, hang on a minute, when we, you know, Notts County is one of the few games we've won this season. Can you imagine if we, with our full first, if we then took a, an under-19s to Stockport, or I only use these clubs because they're big clubs, uh, sure, and, and yeah, got stuffed eight or nine nil, and, and Stockport had a great goal average and, and another three points. What would what would Notts County say to that? And it just it's just mm. wrong. And then you got injury, you get the kids injured because they haven't trained properly. 
Um, and then you've still got to pay your expenses, even with uh, with taking kids. You know, you've still got to pay your manager, your physio, your your, your security, your your COVID safety, your travel. Yeah, Bus, travel, all coach, the rest yeah, of it yeah. still has to be paid. And if you ain't got any money, you can't pay it. No, no, I agree. And I think they, they, you're possibly more likely to get a larger part of punishment from the independent committees if you field an understrength team and take away the integrity of the competition and just well, drop them out. In my view, the league shouldn't allow it. They should say, no, we're not accepting that. Um, that's not an option. It's, it's an insult, actually. It's an insult to the league and it's an yeah. insult to the uh, to the other clubs. That, that I, I've got no problem with the clubs that can afford to continue. Right? I, I, I understand their position. I think they should sure. be allowed to continue. But it's an insult to them and to the, and to the league to say, no, we're going to play our kids. Uh, it just isn't right, and it, it, it devalues the whole the whole thing. There must be a better way. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And what about the National League board itself? Do you think it's right that clubs get to? And I know you were one of those, but clubs owners get to vote as one of uh, you know, in terms of the board decisions, or should it be made up of a more independent committee? You know, not actual clubs. Well, yeah. it, um, well the board, the, board's, the, board, the board, the board probably needs a review on on governance. But at the end of the day, it's operated like this for I can't remember how many years, but you know, well over twenty years, and and it's always it's always operated very well and very fairly with very few complaints. Um, what's happened recently is that the, the, the stakes in terms of finance have got much much more higher. You know, the two up, two down, mm. the, 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 the parachute payments, one or two very rich people pumping, you know, loads and loads of money into clubs. So, so the stakes have got a lot higher and it, it's bred this sort of um, aggressive uh, approach to uh, running the, the, the league. And, and, you know, that isn't what football should be about. And, and yes, when, when the directors go into the board meeting, and I can tell you this from, from having six years on the board, they look after most of the directors, if not all, look after the interests of all the clubs. And I, and I, I'm, I'm quite minuted many times in, in, in competition, in board meetings, saying, "Look, this is all very well, but we have got to make sure that we're looking after all 66 clubs in the competition." And many of the directors feel the same. So when they go into that board meeting, they're, they're, they're operating as professional people on behalf of all the clubs. And, and accusations to the opposite are just not true. Okay, good. That's good to know. So, what should there be any changes to, in your view going forward with the board? I'm not saying that the board in terms of its makeup, but how it operates. Well, or, yeah, maybe I, I don't know what changes, but maybe there should be a review. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're, if you're threatened every five minutes with legal action, uh, personally, it doesn't matter whether you're independent or attached to a club. You're, you're not going to not going to get involved in. Why would you? For, you know, don't forget, none of these board members are paid anything. It's all voluntary. You know, no. Why would you do it to be hammered in the press and in the, and by lawyers? You, you know, it doesn't make any. People have got to realise it's. Uh, you know, that's what it is. It's it, these people are doing it for the, the good of the competition, and uh, I, I think people have got to be very careful what they wish for. No, I agree. I often say that. And what do you think about the League Two? Do you think the National League is now stronger than? It's League certainly two? more expensive to run a club in National League than League Two because of the lack of central funding. And that's not a criticism of the National mm -hmm. League. It's just the way it is, and and that's that that's highlighted by um, Division Two clubs coming down with you know nearly a million quid over two years in their back pocket as a parachute payment, which I believe is an evil of football and should never have been instigated. But nevertheless, we've got it. 
And, and the National League is more expensive than League Two. We've got, we've got players in the National League on Division One wages. It's well documented. It's, it's you know, uh, it is the way it is. Sure. Um, is that right? I don't, I don't think it is because I think what that does, it stops the provincial clubs that uh, are aiming for success. And I, I mean, I include ourselves in that. So I'm not insulting anybody. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the smaller clubs are, are looking after their town and just that, that sort of small club success that, that's great in uh, non-league football will go out the window because what you'll have is you'll have the big ex-league clubs who've been bought out by very rich people dominating the league. So you'll almost have a premiership in the National League, and I think that will be very, very bad for non-league football. Yeah. And what about the money to run a... I mean, in terms of budgets, I mean, we've seen Salford get promoted by... I mean, it's all a bit odd to me that Gary Neville is on the board of a, a, this new review committee of football, but yet he was the one pumping loads of money into Salford and doing exactly what you've... <laughs> you know, well, well, Gary Neville's got an opinion on everything, and, and you know, you, you can, you're right. It is a bit of a... Uh, a strange one. Um, money, yeah, I mean, you, you go back, I really said, you know, what I thought about money, but if you go back four years, five years, you know, if you had a million quid, you could do really well in the National League. Now you need a million quid just to survive in the National League and, and I think that's what's happened in the last three, four years and that's the problem. Mm. That is, that is, isn't it? And it's going to be a difficult, difficult one to well, solve. Well, yeah, I mean, you, free enterprise and all that, you can't get in the way of free enterprise. People are, 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 have, um, have suggested salary caps, and I think salary caps are, are going to have to happen in the National League if they can be administered properly. Because that's one of the... I mean, most people's expenditure is 80 85% on, on players. And, and, you know, on agents' fees. And, you know, I think this, you know the people that I don't agree with on many things that have said we should have a salary cap that includes transfer fees and agency uh, and agents fees. And I, and I agree with that. Uh, you know, that would stop mm. the, uh, the deals under the counter by agents being, you know, dual representation, another evil of football uh, that's come in in recent years where, you know, uh, an agent can represent the club and, and the player. I mean, that is just a farce mm. and, and it's, it's destroying football. And until that changes, I think we're still going to continue with this with these issues. So he gets two sets of fees. Yeah, and, it, and, and, and you know, we all know it happens. We're all chairmen. We all deal with these things. You know that an agent will go to a club and say, "If you pay me X, I'll make sure you get the player." And and that is wrong, sure. in my opinion. Sure. Um, and it's only recent, really, since Pogba's transfer that that's that's been the case. I, I don't believe an agent should be able to deal with uh, with the uh, buying club for his fees. That's that's yeah, my yeah, that's my opinion on it, and as I say, it's, it leaves itself open for uh, all sorts of abuse. Yeah, uh, I agree. So it's we're we're in a very tricky scenario, yeah. Jim. Yeah, um, and a difficult time. And is there anything that you'd like to add at all or say? No, not really. I just I, you know, uh, I, I I just like to say I've always in business done. I've been re re reasonably successful and 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 in what I've done. And I've been at the club fifteen years. I've run it. I, I rescued it from bankruptcy. I've run it for fifteen years without debt, um, doing the right things. Always trying to do the right things. Not always been managing it. And I've made this decision on the same basis that I've made the decisions for the last 15 years. It's the right thing for the club and it's, it's the right thing to do. And that's, that's why we've done what we've done. Yeah. Well, um, we may well have to join you, Jim, as you know, because we can't, uh, we certainly can't get to the end of the season without taking yeah. 
loans and we don't really want to take a loan for all the reasons we've discussed earlier. So we really... I think there's four or five or six. You know, we know there's seven that, that yeah. feel that they've got a problem. Um, and I think there's no reason why those yeah. seven shouldn't be allowed to say it, to, to, to stand, stand down for the rest of the season. That's my opinion. Yeah. And I, and I don't think that'll be a problem in terms of the league, the national, the football league itself would be, from what I understand, would be more than happy with that. Yeah, still, still I think, you know, we are in an extraordinary time, Stephen, and, and, and people mustn't forget that. Yeah. You know, we're in, you know, it, this has never happened in our lifetimes and, and it, it, it is extraordinary and it's beyond people's control. So we have to be pragmatic and sensible about the solutions that we find. And finding people and punishing people in these circumstances when it's not their fault is is, is a, a perverse, really. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. And one last point. Do you think they could bring in the salary cap? Because obviously they tried that in League Two and it seems to have failed. Do you think that would be possible? Trouble with the salary cap is it replies on a great it relies on a great deal of honesty. And I'm not sure there's that much there's a lot of um lack of honesty around at the moment in football. Hmm. So that's, that that may not be able to happen then. Yeah, well, it could happen, but then you get yeah. you get uh, complaints because you know look at rugby, top rugby clubs being demoted and things like that. Um, you have to be really hard on it, and I'm not sure yeah. that that we've got the um, the metal for that at the moment. No, well, I heard one League One football club. The chairman, what what he did, he put X through the wages through the books, and then he sponsored that goes on all over the place. I mean, he's been around a long time, and and you know. I think the FA let a lot of things go over their heads, and I think they they concentrate on the wrong things basically when they when they're looking at clubs. Uh, you know, you have clubs, um, yeah. you have you have companies that employ players that never do a day's work for them. Things like that um, happens all the time. Yeah, no, I understand. I do agree with you. It's um, hopefully they'll they concentrate on the important well let's hope that they realize football's about communities and about local clubs and about supporters and not all about money because at the moment it's the money that's leading the the, the donkey by the nose as it were yeah yeah no i do agree well you, you, i wish you well and um mm-hmm. next season let's hope we meet again under better yeah. circumstances cheers Stephen. yeah bye-bye. thanks for your time jim appreciate it thank you bye-bye now So, welcome back. And I think you'd agree with me, those of you that listen to that interview, which you probably all have if you're listening to this, that that summarises the whole situation perfectly. Jim was a great, uh, great raconteur there. He goes to go, feeling a lot of pressure and pain, I would have thought, doing what he's had to do. No one wants to stop playing football, especially if you own or run a football club. The last thing you want to do is stop playing because you do what you say. What you do is what it says on the tin. You play football. And if you can't play football, uh, it, it, it's, it's almost you know, the antithesis of what you want to do. But nevertheless, he's got to protect his club. And I agree with his reaction. He, he You know, stopping was the only thing that he could. And um, the issue really is going forward. What, what Well, what's going to happen? I but I, I think that that interview sums up the entire situation, shows you where the problems are, shows you the various little issues. I'm going to cover a couple of points now. Um, it gives you everything you need to know. And lots of people who, you know, who are perhaps not um, qualified. You know, there's loads of little kind of, which I am going to try and cover, but little bits where people say, what about this? Or the clubs should have done that. And But, but the reality is the club started with a guaranteed um, 
money from the government, or the, we, we were told that money was coming through. Um, the money was then divvied up by the National League. We were given some money, which was a grant, which covered us till December. And we were always under the impression that from December, more grants would come. When it got to that point, and it, halfway through January, we were told that wasn't going to happen. And this was, as Jim mentioned, mainly down to the fact that several clubs complained that they thought it was gate gate only based on gates which it wasn't it wasn't a level playing field it was based on getting people through a little bit and there was as i say normally between the north and the south and the national league it's 70 percent of the central money goes to the national league 30 percent goes to the north and the south and that that amount of money given out actually was 60 40 so they got more than normal and obviously how it was divvied out and i think everyone agrees it was probably divvied out slightly wrongly but by creating the huge fuss that it created uh, I remember Hereford, you know, and I'm not singling them out, but they're the guys who are leading the fight, I understand, uh, have now said they can get through to the end of the season without any money anyway, so we didn't actually need it. But the point is, by causing this fuss, that's why the money's been stopped and that's why we've we've all had to stop. So, and I, I know that not from a football source, but from a governmental source. I have to keep him confidential, sadly, but nevertheless, I know it's to be true. So what Jim is saying there is correct. Anyway, um, that's where we are. Um, now, let me just give you a very brief update there, what, what that means for the for Kings Inn Football Club. So if we, we have a choice, if we take the money and let's say we're allowed to take it, and I'm not 100% sure we're allowed to take it, but let's just say we are allowed to take the money, um, we'll then in debt for the tune of probably somewhere in the region of 400 grand. And don't forget, this isn't me taking the debt on, it's the football club taking the debt on. Um, and if we don't take the money, we can't carry on. We just physically can't get to the end of the season. Now, I could, people that say, why don't you charge one or two pounds on top of the ticket price to cover it? It would have to be two pounds and it would still take, let's just say we got 2,000 people, uh, let's just make the maths really easy here, 2,000 people a game and we charge two quid on everyone's price, even kids or maybe not kids, but everyone that's not a kid. That would be, um, let's well, let's take that down then to 1,500. That would be 3,000 pounds a game and and if it was a donation which means we couldn't force it we wouldn't have to pay the vat otherwise we'd have to pay the vat if we did force it but let's just say we did it as a donation everyone did so three thousand pounds and we we played 20 games a year i know we're getting more make the maths easy 60 grand so you can see the problem we'd be paying about 60 grand a year if we borrowed four to five hundred you can see we're going to be in the in the mire for several years and if we get relegated will people still be prepared to pay two pounds on top i don't know they will so and don't forget, people go mad when we change gate res- gate receipts, and we change the gate receipts going upward every season generally because we can't we can't break even, and that's mainly down to the fact where we put in TVs and we're trying to get people to come and sit at the bars. We make, turned it into a sports bar, and whilst it's you know it's definitely got some traction, not as much traction as we need. And if people spend money outside the club, we end up with less money in the club. It's very straightforward. That's why I always ask fans, please, please, please support your club. Not just coming in and paying a ticket price, but please buy a programme, please buy a burger and please buy a pint. You know, we haven't put the beer up price-wise for four or five years. Uh, no one's ever mentioned that. But anyway, we, I don't, don't think for a long time. Anyway, I think we're 380 or four. Anyway, with a discount, you don't think it's 360 a pint. It's not bad, is it? Anyway, um... I forget sometimes the numbers, so don't kill me if I got those wrong, because uh, it's been a while since we served a pint, as you can probably remember. Um, now, Norwich fans, to, a couple of Norwich fans have written to me very kindly, suggesting why don't we sell season tickets from March onwards for the games left for 300 quid, uh, buyer beware, caveat emptor, i.e. if the games don't take place, you lose your money, but if they do take place, you get to watch the games for free. 
Um, and they actually, one of the guys said he'd buy the first two, which would be £600. If we, could we get 1,000 people? His argument was to buy those tickets. Um, 300 people, 1,000 people, I think we'd struggle. But nevertheless, we could do a, a donation box for some. I mean, we've got to remember here that Darlington, their fans gave 100 grand this season. Wildstone gave 65. We, it needs to be, it's no point. I mean, you know, I'm very touched that we got £1,000 in the bank, but it, 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 we, we've got to raise a significant amount that we're going to get through. And, and, you know, I don't want to put this back on the fans because it's not really the fans' fault we're in this situation. It's no one's fault. I mean, it's definitely not ours or mine, but it's not, you know, I take responsibility when I've made an error, but this is just where we are. I don't know who's at fault. It's a mixture of people, I think. But we won't, there's no point in the blame game because we just are where we are. So, but if fans are prepared to help and want to help, then that would be great. But it needs to be relatively significant for it to be able to make a difference. Otherwise, you know, it doesn't make a difference and it doesn't, you know, whilst it's helpful, of course, it, we've really got to go up the next stage if we've got to really make a huge difference to the club and get it through it. Um, and also, if we didn't, um, if we don't get to the end of the season, um, if, if we do stop playing, which is the other thing, we're still going to need a six-figure sum uh, to, to, to get through it. Uh, now people are going to say, why is that? And the answer for that is we've got six players or so that can't be furloughed. They joined in November or later. And then people are going to say, well, why did you find those players? And I say, well, very simply, some players we lost. For example, we lost Jamal Loza. We lost Simon Powell. I know a lot more recently, which is what we knew he was probably going to go. And it was one of the reasons why we had to replace him. And we have to a duty in this league to remain competitive. It's one of the things. You can't just have a non-competitive team and just, you know, just turn up. So we, 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 we had to be competitive. And also, we didn't know about the promotion and relegation being cancelled and we've spent a lot of money to get into this league so we need to have a chance to, to be able to stay in it um and this is this is very very unfair so to people to have a go at us for signing those players we had to be re realistic and and you know and then yeah i've heard that some people say well the trust would be far more sustainable well how how will the trust be sustainable there is no income okay there's a bit from streaming um okay they could have a budget at with what we've got at three grand a week which is what it would have to be uh, which is the same, by the way, budget as when I took over the club when we were in the Southern League. And not the season we got promoted, I have to say, but when I took it over from Buster. And you saw what team that got you. And I don't mean that to any disrespect to those players in it, but that wouldn't have a hope in this league. Um, now, we've had a lot of very generous pl players offer, and I, and, and I would love to name them. Um, but I can't, but offered to play for the club for free. And I thank those people from the bottom of my heart. Really do. Really do. Huge, huge, huge gestures to the club, really touching, really touching. However, you know, and some of those players will be good enough, no question about that. So there is something we can do. We can perhaps play that. But the point is, we've still got contracted players, which we've got to got to do deals with. Now, I, I feel sorry for our players. Some of our players have this as their full-time job. I know that we're not a full-time football club, but some of them do. So we are dicing with them. And some of those guys that can't get furlough, what are we supposed to do with those guys? So we, we're in a, really in a, uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. It really isn't very easy to navigate this because it's, you know, it's no one's at fault. The players have been really fantastic. This is a real distraction for them going on. I, have, I haven't brought it to them. I've kept it out their way. I've paid them on time every week. But the point is, they, they're not stupid. They, they can read the papers. They can read what's going on with Dover and other clubs and obviously myself even, saying what we're going to do. And of course, they, it gives them financial worries. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in the back of their mind. And in the, you know, when it comes to a tackle, you know, are they going to go in for it full-bloodedly? It's not that they're not going to pull out of it. It's just in the back of their mind. It's this little thing going on saying, is it worth it? You know, subconsciously. And how can they deal with that? So, 
it's not right for them either. And I'm sure that takes a couple of percent off the game. And that couple of percent could be what difference between making it and not making it, you know. Um, so I, I don't believe anyone could have run this club sustainably this year. I don't believe anyone has. I, the Dover chairman does run his club, you know, not always necessarily sustainably. But what he's saying is that it can't be run sustainably in this year. And it can't be. So that's the point. And so it's ludicrous to say that anyone else could. They just can't. And... Um, I'm, 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 and you, we can't field an understrength team because that's against another of the rules and that would also be take away the integrity of it. Um, and if we stop playing, of course, the chances are, with the, well, not the chances are, but there's an independent committee and one of their powers is they could relegate us or to give us a points deduction for next season, which would automatically relegate us for next year. So you can see the issues. And I think what the league should do, if we accept that the league, let's just take the point that the league, I'm not saying they are or aren't, but let's just say they're not to blame for this situation or even though they are to blame, but let's say what you can control is you can take off this relegation, you can take off as, as the punishment of relegation and points deductions and say, OK, we understand you're not at fault for being in this mess, we're therefore not going to punish you any more than we have to. And that would be at least a gesture of goodwill. Otherwise, it looks like, to me, from the outside looking in, that you're, you're yeah, why is everyone being, why is that so important, the charges, etc. And I, I, it's not about that. It shouldn't be about that. It should be about supporting the clubs and getting us through till the end of the season, not just about getting charges out, you know, and COVID fines, which we had in the post. We're very good at that. Very well put together. But surely it should be more than that. Uh, answering the questions, are we allowed to take this loan, yes or no, for example, would be something rather than giving me a COVID fine. Anyway, that's the bit that I feel disappointed at. Uh, which uh, is it, it, and obviously Jim's in a difficult situation. And I don't disagree with him. I know a lot of people on the board, most of them on the board, I think, and they've all tried their hardest and they've all, you know, tried to do their best and, 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 and they've got all this background noise going on and everyone threatening to sue everyone. And I, I just feel it's a very inappropriate thing to do in this, in, the, in this scenario. And I've always said that the money, you know, even if people were upset, and I can understand the reasons why, we don't need to go over those again, but the point is, do it internally. That wasn't going to change. It didn't change the outcome anyway. All it's done is made the situation worse for everyone. And but people can't see that. They can't see the result of their actions, what it's going to cause. So they can only see what's sometimes in front of them. And they, you know. Anyway, so that's what I see. And I'm, again, some of those guys I like that were involved in that situation. So I do have some sympathy for their plight. But it's just how we deal with the plight is what I'm trying to say. So it is a very difficult situation. Now, just to let you know what will happen now, the National League North and South can't be cancelled until the FA ratify it. The FA can't ratify it with an FA, until an FA council meeting happens. And I don't know when the next FA council meeting goes on. The other point we've got to remember is, and this is the final point I'll leave you with, we're the only elite sport, and I possibly even the world, but certainly in Europe, that isn't testing their players. Now, I know they're bringing in the lateral flow test. They're not very good. Well, not lateral flow tests are 40%, uh, 40% successful. Um, so they're not accurate. They give you an indication of what's going on. But the reality is they need the proper test with the NHS deal. Now, those tests are £80 each. And I think you test, I mean, the PFA are paying for League One and League Two's test. That's how League One and League Two are getting free. They won't play for the National League. So, uh, and to give you an idea, we're testing people twice a week, 30 players times by 80 is 2,400. Double it for twice a week. You've got five grand, give or take a couple of hundred quid to test your players um, uh, until the end of the season. Another five grand a week. And, and, I don't think it's correct. You know, we went to Chesterfield. They pulled the game off an hour before kickoff. Is that right? No, that's wrong in my opinion. And then 
we could, to get to that game, we've pulled players from Nottingham, from Sheffield, from Cambridge, from Norwich, and we've hauled them all around the country in air conditioning systems and coaches. And, and, may, and it's a risk, and it's a health risk, and that's not right either. And although as a football club, we have been testing for the last week and, and, uh, or, or so, we, we, we've had the tests in place. Um, today we've got them tested again, all the lads, etc. It, it really needs to be resolved. So there's for the healthy reasons, we've got the money reasons as well. And and the, the fact, frankly, in my opinion, the, the season's lost a lot of its allure anyway. Obviously, we've got Boris Johnson's, and this is to finalise now, just to give you a summing up what I where I, where I am with it all. Um, I think we need to wait for Boris Johnson's speech tonight. I need to find out from the league whether I'm allowed to take this loan. Um, but in reality, I don't want to saddle the saddle the club with a load of debt that it can't possibly repay. Um, I don't mind doing it in some ways for capital projects because if we get, for example, promoted to the Football League, you have to have 2,000 seats within three years of being there. So if that was to happen, we would have a significant capital project. And of course, if we got relegated, we would lose um, uh, we would lose that income, which is, is is a risk. So there are some risks that we might have to take. But this isn't for that. This is just running expenses. There's nothing left to show for it. At least if that capital project happened and it it, it, we, we, it all went wrong, at least we'd have a stand there. We won't, we're not going to have anything there. Um, but equally, I don't want to te- treat the players like commodities because they don't deserve that. They, they're you know people that have got us promoted and have tried their best for us and given their all in a, in a blue and gold shirt. So we have to look after them. So you can see the problem. Wherever we go, we're between a rock and a hard place. And it really, therefore, is a impossible thing to think out um, and there has to be a kind of way and I have I have got a couple of options which I'm exploring to see whether they're they're doable and if they are we might be able to carry on with the season um, but we will play this week because I want to give the league a chance to get through it I have made my I have told both Weymouth and Barnet our situation so I'm not, you know, it's not some me covering up and not told them I've spoken to their directors and had a chat with them um, and that, so they're aware and they understand and fully support support our position so you know I, I don't want to pull over people's eyes and um there we go anyway so i hope that gives you probably more questions and answers it isn't particularly um brilliant whichever way you look at it but at least you've got all the facts now and you can understand everything that's gone on and is going on and uh, and you can see where the national league of north and the south can you know they're probably unlikely in my opinion to get that uh, they might get one because of a promotion place. Uh, but the problem there, of course, is if, even if they were allowed it, imagine this, as a fi- I'll leave you with this final point. If you were to start a mini league of 19 clubs that want to play, then firstly, you might get one or two clubs. So in that case, if there's only 19 clubs and we all start from zero again, I fancy having a go. So then you've got that problem. I mean, the second problem is if, if, it, if that doesn't happen, but all 19 start off and then one chairman of one club loses the first five games, therefore can't get promotion, it's all over, it's a dead rubber. He'll think, well, why am I for earth am I going to spend all this money getting to the end of the season? I'll drop out now. So you can't really do that. So then you've got to go for a knockout stage from the very beginning, which also, does that seem a bit bizarre for people, clubs that have only played the less game as such it's and by the way i just want to mention this point i have heard it uh, leveled at us it's all right for you because last season you're on points per game but last season we were talking 60 75 percent of games were played it's a different scenario we're not even at 50 percent on no clubs at 50 percent so how on earth can you compare the two you can't compare the two they're just completely different eggs yeah and we weren't bankrupting clubs saying that they need to play the games to get it through we just say do it points per game and then we will um have the playoffs played um which i was supportive of i thought that was the right thing to do i know that not everyone was but but i was uh, and that was fair uh, but what but to actually force people to play and take on loads of debt and or fund it and create debt 
seems a completely different scenario to one that was there last season. Anyway, I hope that sums it all up. Take care of yourselves. Please keep safe and keep, take the disease seriously because it is serious if you do get it. Some people are not affected at all and other people are very badly affected. So just take, keep yourselves safe and we'll come back. And I promise you I'll try and come back next week with, a, with an update as to where we all are. But yeah, yeah, give me some stars. It helps, it helps with my mood. Thanks. Take care now. And I need, I need all the help 